you got two choices. You can educate yourself about it, meaning become a student of the warranty that you got and be able to debate it with anyone, or you have to partner up with a service provider that you trust, that they know it, and you've got a lifeline. Welcome to the Oakley Podcast, Trucking Business and Family. This show is brought to you by Oakley Trucking, headquartered in North Little Rock, Arkansas. The purpose of this podcast is to communicate with Oakley owner-operators and their families by giving them up-to-date information concerning Oakley Trucking and the trucking industry. From business advice to safety updates to success stories. Also to give an insight to outside truck drivers that might be interested in joining the Oakley family. Hi, this is Jeremy Kellett, Director of Recruiting here at Oakley Trucking, and I'm your host for this podcast. This is the Oakley Podcast, Trucking, Business, and Family. And this is episode 136. So on today's episode, I got an expert with me today, Mike Donnelly, and we're going to talk about warranties, truck warranties, factory warranties versus aftermarket warranties, how the process works, how to maybe make it easier on, you know, even make the decision of, do I need a warranty? Even maybe some stuff of what warranties cover, what they don't cover. And, you know, more than anything, a little bit of the details, we're going to put it in layman's terms because warranties can be so confusing to everybody. But Mike's going to break it down for us and help us understand warranties a whole lot better. So we're looking forward to that. Going to do that here in just a second. But first, let's get a word from LubeZone on our Oakley update. You know, you've been hearing me talk about LubeZone for a couple of years now. Well, now it's time you hear from one of our owner-operators. Listen to Mike Durbin talk about his experience with LubeZone. The price is great. The service is great. From the time when I pulled in the door to the time I pulled out was less than an hour. Best I've ever had as far as an owner-operator had my oil change. Checked the oil. They showed me the oil. They did all the portion on the wrenches. Showed me my rear end oil uh, on the paper, and uh, they did the job. You know, it was just, it was very nice to go somewhere, get what you wanted done, and, and go. And I was very pleased with it. And like I said, very satisfied. I will go out of my way from now on to go there. Check out LubeZone.com for all their services and all their locations, and tell them you heard it on the Oakley Podcast. Okay, Mike, let's talk warranties. I know okay. that just gets everybody excited. It does, sometimes in a good way, sometimes not. (laughs) But you know, it's something that uh, even on my own pickup, I think about, I don't know what all's covered. I don't want to go through the torture of reading all that detail, warranty, but I should. I paid a lot of money for it. But, you know, it's it's confusing to me a lot of times. And, you know, just a prime example, yesterday or day before, I heard a little bit of, whining in my truck and mm-hmm. i thought what is that i turned everything off i was listening to it when i and when i pressed on the accelerator i could hear just a little bit of whining on it right and my truck's only got twenty eight thousand miles on it so i immediately called made an appointment dropped it off at the shop i wrote on the note i even i said you know it's, it kind of sounds like a pulley belt something in that i've heard that before over the years and i got it in there and uh, she called me and said, you want the good news or the bad news? I said, well, I mean, I won't get them both. So just give them right. to me, you know, and I came here. I think she said that the bad news is it's, you were right. It's the pulley and the belt. <laughs> the good news is it's under warranty. Okay. I said, well, I really didn't, when she told me it was a pulley and the belt, I didn't expect that to be under warranty for that. But anyway, it was, so it was a good experience I had with them getting in. It was ready to, you know, yesterday at the end of the day. So I picked it up. Warranty worked for me. Yep. The warranty worked for me. Yeah. So <laughs> those are things that a lot of people don't tell you, they, you know, that's when, true. when they actually work. But anyway, I wanted to have this conversation because working at Oakley, we work with dealerships all the time. And a lot of times a recruiting department gets involved in warranties or yep. at least involved learning about them. And so we want to try to, un- we want to understand them better. I know the truck drivers that buy the trucks want to understand warranties better. So I appreciate you sitting down with me and helping me explain some of this stuff. You want to, I guess we first need to introduce you. Okay. Known you for a long time. <laughs> Mike Donnelly. How long have you been dealing with warranties? Been in the business 
47 years, been with representing Kenworth, 37, and been in management probably uh, 32, 33. I'm not sure you qualify. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's a, that's a, that's impressive. It really is. And you've been dealing with, with warranty for a long time. Yep. Yep. Most all of that time. Oh yeah. So how have, I guess, you know, to start off the difference in what I try to understand is actual warranty that you buy when you get a new vehicle, right? You get an automatic factory warranty. Correct. If you buy a used vehicle, then you buy an aftermarket warranty. Correct. What's kind of the difference in those two? Okay. Your new, new vehicle warranty, uh, like uh, for instance, on a class eight vehicle, typically the first par portion of it's 12 months or a hundred thousand miles. And then you can buy extended warranty. You can buy different particular warranties on engine or after treatment or gear train, air conditioning, anything. Well, when you do that, regardless of how many times that fails during that period, you take it to the dealership and provided it's a failed part or workmanship issue from the factory. If it's under that period, it's pretty much covered those items on there. Okay. So then they take that data and if they're having failures where they have spike and certain components on it, that are failing, then that's their indicator to make a better product. They take that data and they go, Hey, we got a lot going on. On this particular component, we need to do something with it. So that's what they, they take care of the vehicle, okay, while it's new. And then they take that data and do that. Now, the aftermarket warranty comes into play. You don't have any new truck warranty left. It's sold to a second user, and there's no warranty available for it. It can be transferred if there's warranty left on it. But so I say there's no warranty on it, but you want an aftermarket warranty. You can purchase aftermarket warranties on the vehicles, cover engine, transmission, rear ends. Now those are more like an insurance policy than they are a warranty. Okay. They're administered like oh. an insurance policy is warranty. There's limits on it. Whereas the new truck warranty, if you have, heaven forbid, a component fails 47 times during that period, it's covered. There's dollar caps on the aftermarket warranty. And the other portion is I can look at a new truck warranty and give you pretty much yes or no from the branch based on my knowledge of the warranty coverage on the truck, whether there's going to be any hiccups or not. Aftermarket warranty, there's probably a half a dozen different aftermarket warranties out there. Those are exclusive to each company. So we do have to do a run some diagnostics on it, see what the problem is, reach out to them, tell them what the problem is, give them an estimate on what it would take to fix it. Then they come back to us and they say, of that estimate you gave us, we will pay this portion. There's usually a deductible associated with an aftermarket warranty where on a new truck warranty, there's not. So it's more of an insurance policy, kind of like the commercials they've got out now on your insurance, car insurance, where it says buy only what you need. Yeah. And then yeah. the other guy's saying, hey, if you have cut rate insurance, you're going to wind up paying for this. Yeah. So you either get a ton of insurance or very little insurance. And, you know, human nature, you're saying, hey, I'm taking a chance by paying too much if I've got this insurance, or I'm taking a chance by not having enough insurance and then having out of pocket. So the new, so on a new truck, mm -hmm. the typical factory <laughs> warranty is what? 12th, what'd you say? The factory warranty on the chassis part of the truck, 12 months or 100,000. Now you can purchase extended warranty on that. Okay. But if you buy it, if you go buy a truck and say, I don't want any extended warranty, you automatically get 12 months or 100,000 mile warranty. And that covers about everything. I guess okay. there's some debate in there. There is. Lesson learned or teaching lesson I had to give someone. My wife just recently bought a very small used car, meaning it had less than 10,000 miles on it. And they were going to sell her an aftermarket warranty. 
So I went to sit down to, with her to sign the paperwork on it. They had not met me yet and didn't know my background. So right. he said, this is how, this has a bumper to bumper warranty aftermarket warranty on it. I said, well, okay, well, let me stop you right there. There's no such thing <laughs> as a bumper warranty. I said, I explain warranties to people that have been told it's a bumper to bumper warranty. Yeah. <laughs> so no such thing. No. So show, tell me exactly what's covered on it. So then, you know, he, he was able to produce the documents and we kind of went through it and it made sense to me. I did purchase it. Yeah. It, it did make sense to me. So the factory warranty is if I don't want to buy any other, then that's good for 12 months. And then I buy the extended warranty. So is ex buying the extended warranty, is that through an aftermarket company? No, that's through on a new truck. That would be through the OEM. So. Oh, okay. Kenworth would be Kenworth or Freightliner would be Freightliner. Okay. Peterbilt, Peterbilt. So you purchase that when you purchase the truck. And then you can get, like I say, you can get extended warranty on the chassis part of it, the engine part of it, the after treatment part of it. Some guys buy just air conditioning and electrical. There's quite a few different options on there. So you can kind of cherry pick that. But, uh, the, you know, if you, a lot of guys will buy, especially a new truck buyer that's going to keep trading. They may want to put it on a trade cycle and say, I want a warranty. I want base warranty. I want to buy extended base warranty where it covers almost everything for the life of I have the vehicle. Mm. So then they can say, well, I'm going to keep this truck four years. And they want to purchase that, ex that warranty to cover it. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, that's what I was wondering when you had to extend it. If you purchased an extended warranty on a new truck. That, that is OEM warranty, Correct. which is better than an aftermarket warranty because of the deductible. Like you said earlier, you right. probably have to pay a deductible or something like that. Okay. That's good. I mean, that, that helps dumb it down for me. You know, yeah. I need to be able to understand <laughs> this so I can explain it to people too. So, and that's what you got to do. we got several things we can cover here. I mean, I know, I, I'm, I know the answer to this, but a warranty is worth buying. Yes. In a word. And here's where you get into the debate on that. Years ago, warranties were the mechanical engines before the electronics on all the chassis and all that stuff. You know, the warranty might read water pump housing or block casting for extended warranties. Those things didn't fail. Okay. So everybody kind of got in the mode of, I don't need that. I don't need that. Well, now you've got the after treatment systems on the trucks. You've got electronic fuel controls. You've got electronics all over the truck. You've got computers all over the truck. You've got multiplex wiring where every component on it has to have electricity going to it. So if you had a hot wire and a ground wire for each component, the wiring loom would be as big as a fire hose. So they run it through computers and the less wiring to where the computer says, well, you, we're going to turn this off and turn that on so this can be turned on. Cause and effect, something happens, that's expensive stuff to fix. It's like the computer system here or any electronics. And if you don't have, you, you can spend money real quick mm. on that stuff. And those are real failures that happen. The, the trucks are really complex now. They're better trucks. Fuel mileage is better. The, you know, it used to be a 500,000 mile overhaul. These are million mile engines, you know the options you can get on them, the accessories you can get on. There's cause and effect for all that stuff. But if I woke up tomorrow and said, Hey, I want to switch gears. I've been on this side of the business, the trucking business all these years. Now I want to own a truck. I would get all the warranty I get. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they've made them so complicated now that you, you just cannot get warranty. I right. mean, used to, I guess you could fix everything. Yep. on it before they started putting this aftermarket after treatment on there and all the computers and all the sensors and you know a man could take it home and fix it yep most of the time and now that uh, that's gone by the wayside it has it's it's you know the trucking business or industry as far as the vehicles have always been behind the automotive side and that gap is narrowing you know mm -hmm. the options i mean when i got in the business there weren't power windows and it was an AM FM radio and, and uh, I mean, you're aging. You said, I, I know, but 
it, that that's the reality of it. I remember, you know, basic vehicles, you know, were nice trucks, you know, and now those are not nice trucks right. <laughs> and uh, people expect a lot more, you know, yeah. and there, there's a lot more, it's a better environment. You know, if everything's working, you know, wouldn't you rather be driving up and down the road and something comfortable and, and fuel efficient and powerful and all yeah, this stuff? Definitely. You know, definitely. So, yeah, there's a price for it. How does the, uh, how does the process work? You okay. know, that's something that is probably, that's probably the most frustrating part Yep, is understanding the process. So if I come to a dealership with my truck that I bought it from and I need some warranty work done, I got to wait on somebody to make the call. You know, I'm like, it's, it should be under warranty. What's going on here, Mike? I, or if it's a, I guess you could do the other scenario if it's an aftermarket warranty, but I get, I mean, how does how do you determine whether it's under warranty or not? And how do you communicate that to the owner? Okay. Depending on the warranty, if it's a new truck warranty, it comes in. And a lot of stuff we can look at pretty quick based on the symptoms he's having and have some kind of confidence whether or not there's an issue that we need to discuss with the customer. Just because the way the new truck warranty is administered, it's not that I make that decision on whether I'm going to give somebody warranty or not. I've got to go by guidelines, factory guidelines, and answer to them on whether or not they're going to pay me, reimburse me for doing the work. So, but I, on a new truck warranty, it's pretty cut and dried as far as what the warranty is. Where on the aftermarket warranty, we have to diagnose it, give that information to the aftermarket warranty administrator, contact him. And then they tell us what, what they're going to pay. Now, sometimes depending on the circumstance, we can make a phone call or something and see if something, get it, get a little bit of a ball rolling to see if something's going to be covered. But as far as getting right down to it, to where I can give that guy some information and say, Hey, this portion is going to be on you. And this portion is going to be on them. We have to do the diagnostics on it. Now. You know, I, so I'm going to be responsible for that probably. Well, now that that's the kicker you get into where people get their frustration without, without knowing if it's going to be covered or not. Yeah. But typically if someone's got some sort of an aftermarket warranty on it, if it is, turns out to be warranty, then that's, that, that's part of the covered portion or lump sum, and then they say, well, we'll take care of this part, and the customer would have to take care of that part. But, you know, some of them have some guidelines in here that will list some specific components that are covered, but then you get into it and say, okay, well, what happened on it, and why is it broke? You know, and then it, 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 you're trying to figure out, you got a used truck, is it second owner, third owner, fourth owner, whatever. What's the history on the truck? How was the truck maintained prior to what happened to it prior to that was that a contributing factor or do we just have a component that's broke as opposed to worn out so and that's what makes me mad them aftermarket warranties yeah. is they don't care about none of that up front when they're when you're buying the warranty right but when i want to when it's the decision of covering certain things on there now they want to know all about the right. truck and the prior and if it's a warning and I get it. I mean, I do get it if I'm sitting in their shoes, well, you know, part of it, but you know, you just, you well, they do a, an, an inspection on them. Okay. Uh, but Good. as far as that's pretty uh, 10,000 foot view, really, yeah. uh, as far as the history on that truck. Now, what I'm talking about there, as far as needing to know history and stuff that it might be a deal where a truck comes in and it has an engine failure. Okay. Say a massive engine failure. We, they typically ask for an ECM download. Okay. Then they're checking the history on there from there as far as fault coats of overheating, low oil pressure or any of that stuff. And they're, they're trying to put some stuff together as far as, okay, what happened on this engine? Now, frankly, on, on a new truck engine, they would do the same thing. See if I kept driving it. Right. When, right. You know, yeah. was telling me not to drive. Right. Okay. And, and I think the concern is most people, uh, assume that it's going to end badly. Okay. <laughs> right. Oh, right. I, right. Right. So, uh, 
I did yesterday when right. I took my pickup. I thought this ain't gonna be good. Right. And so it, it, there's angst there, and there's you know there's not a comfort zone. You mentioned earlier, you know, you only had one choice in this thing, and that's to memorize or familiarize yourself. And frankly, getting really lost in the weeds on trying to figure out exactly what's covered under your warranty to 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 feel good about it as far yeah, as they don't out. make it simple. Is this one of them? <clears throat> that's right one of them. Look, look at this. There's a, I saw you flipping pages, through there yeah. and I'm thinking, yeah. now, you know, am I going to read this and make sense out of this? I mean, it, I know it's complicated, but you know, I'm like, how about a sheet? This is covered. Yeah. This ain't, but I mean, yeah. I know it's not that simple. I, I understand that. And I really do because I don't, I do think, I mean, warranties have a bad rap. They got a bad reputation right? until you need them. They work. Right. And you don't hear many praises saying about warranties working, you right. know, and that's just the way it is. But a lot of them do work, don't they? They do. And the other thing is nowadays, frankly, you have to either, you got two choices. You can educate yourself about it, meaning become a student of the warranty that you got and be able to debate it with anyone, or you have to partner up with a, a service provider that you trust that. They know it, and you've got a lifeline. You can call them up and say, "Hey, what do you think on this?" You know, yeah, because the owner can't call the aftermarket warranty right. and get well, very far. I mean, well, you can, I guess, but you're not right. Well, and here's the reality of that: typically, if the owner calls the aftermarket warranty to discuss it, they don't have a box that they check and say, "Well, this falls under mad money." Okay, uh -huh. someone's upset. They're calling. And they're trying to defuse the situation with them and trying to say, well, we're going to check this out and we're going to look at this. We're going to look. That's the reality that they're going to do. They're going to, they're going to check everything out. But it, as far as you, you actually need a service provider, whoever that is, I'm not saying me, mm -hmm. I'm saying whoever you're using, that service provider needs to be an advocate as far as giving them all the technical data they need to make a good decision. Not to say, okay, I, you come to me and you've got a truck and we're friends and man, I don't want to give you a big bill. That's not my choice. There's no way I can spin that. There's no way I can say, well, this is Mike Donnelly and I've been in the business all these years. And I go, oh, that's Mike Donnelly. Yeah. Whatever he says is we're good with it. it I, they're actually paying for a repair to me. Okay. And if I make a repair that is not legitimate, meaning I misdiagnosed it or I sent them, you know, they'll call for parts to vet the claim to make sure that it's accurate. So you have to send them parts? Right. Not every part. It's we're on the trust me program oh. until they ask for a part. So we have to keep up with the parts for X amount of days. We have to keep all our records. And then they'll call for parts and say, we need to examine these parts. Sometimes it's a deal, like on the new truck warranty, they call for a lot of parts because they want to know what's going wrong with the parts. You know, we're having a lot of failures on these. We need to analyze these and make sure that uh, there's not something going on out there. They can see a pattern pretty quick. Exactly. Yeah. So if you can't produce that part, they bill you back. They pay us for that claim. But if we can't produce the part, then they bill us back for the whole part. I mean, the whole claim. So what the service provider needs to do, like in the after, after market warranty, you know, we need to make sure that we're giving them all the data that they need. That means we need to communicate with the customer and get as much data from them as we can. Okay. Just because you've got a broken part, there might be more to it than that, especially with the components that you've got now. You've got all the electronics, you've got the after treatment systems, all these sensors in line. A lot of times a component will be, they'll say, well, this is not covered. Okay. He pays for it. Well, then that same, then he has a part fail later down the road. Well, wait a minute. Well, now we're connecting the dots on these two. These are actually associated. Okay. They need to give that information to the aftermarket warranty and say, look, there's a consistent pattern here. There's something going on here. 
So that key, that service provider is a key component in making that. I mean, that is, if I'm bringing you my truck, I mean, you're my best possibility to get this covered under warranty because you're the middleman trying to explain everything to the, right. the warranty department and also asking me all these questions about the truck and learning, you know, to make that best decision. I mean, cause the end goal, I'm assuming the service provider would want the customer taken care of exactly get back on the road as quick as possible. Right. Wouldn't you think? I yes. Mean, it's not that I can't see where the service provider, you would not want this to be covered under warranty. I mean, you're going to try to make it and get it done. Right. There's no advantage to warranty or not warranty. Actually, it's an advantage to me for it to be warranty because I don't have a confrontation. Okay. Yeah. I don't have a, a warranty provider upset with me for a broken truck. Okay. I have a customer upset, not with me personally, but with the situation. And quite frankly, I'm the cushion between that upset customer and the warranty provider. So I'm going to catch it. And so I'm perfectly fine with it being warranty. I would rather it be warranty. Right. Uh, the deal is though it has to be a legitimate repair and it, it's not something that you know it's uh, hey this is a nice guy he's a good guy man he's having some really bad luck running his truck and he's got a lot of expense there's no line items for that as far as the warranty is concerned you know it's a what's some of the basic misconceptions of warranties that you get day in and day out and then people you know think it's covered, but it's not. Right. Well, a lot of times they hear the bumper to bumper part, you know, even on a new truck warranty, like Kenworth tires aren't warranted through Kenworth. They're warranted to the tire company, fifth wheels. They're warranted to the fifth wheel manufacturer. Not to say we can't facilitate that warranty, but uh, hmm. wear items, you know, you got wiper blades or bulbs, you know, that, people that's actually awesome. come back and I think that's covered under warranty. Wiper that, blades and bulbs, light bulbs. It's happened. Well, you know, and here's reality. Say if you bought a truck and you spent a couple hundred thousand dollars, that's a lot of money. It's <laughs> a lot of money. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, it's, it might not, it might not enter their head that they think this is actually warranty, but they're going to think, I just spent a couple hundred thousand and really, I got to pay for that. Well, really? You know, well, I can understand <laughs> if, if it's, if it's the first week or two, right. you know, yeah, yep. yeah, 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 I get that, but you know. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, that's a common misconception. The other common misconception is that we make the warranty decision as a care service provider, meaning that if Mike Donnelly chooses to say it's warranty, it'll be warranty. Or if I choose to say it's not, it won't be, it's, it's, it, that's not, that's I'm not a, how it takes place. I'm administering and all I. I can read the warranty. I've read the warranty. I've, I've, I deal with it every day. So I know what a company will reimburse me for doing. So that's in essence, that's what the warranty is. When you go to a service provider, you're asking them to take, to fix the truck and bill the warranty department, the OEM, be it if it's a factory or the aftermarket warranty, if it's aftermarket, and then they reimburse us and Unless it meets that criteria, meaning this is broke and it's a failed part, material or workmanship, they will not reimburse us. We'll release the truck and file a claim. They'll deny the claim and they won't pay us. You got any examples of that? Yeah. We've had, we actually, we've got a line item on our financial statement for it called rejected warranty. Hmm. And. The criteria on that, we send, we file a claim. It's not unusual for us to f do troubleshooting on a component, determine it's bad, replace the component, and <laughs> the truck's fixed. He, the driver goes down the road happy. We file a claim on it. They call for the part, and they test the part at the factory and said uh, no defect found. Couldn't find a defect in it. Come on. Well, I know you couldn't today, but 
when it was in here, it wasn't working before we replaced that. And when we did replace that, that, that works. Sometimes we win that battle and sometimes we don't. But those happen. If they call for a part and we put it in the warranty storage area and we can't find that part to ship back, they reject the warranty on it. We've had a lot of times our deal is the rejection is labor hours, meaning you got a ton of troubleshooting on an electronic component trying to figure it out, and you figure it out, and the standard repair time doesn't cover what it takes they to figure it out. They think you took too long. They think right. you're billing them too many hours right. to figure it out. Right. Hmm. So, uh, you know, we have a, have a line item on the financial statement for uh, rejected warranty. Hmm? Yeah, that can be frustrating right there. That's it can. Fighting that. I mean, because it, it, it's <laughs> over. You fixed it. Guy's gone. Everything's doing good, and then all of a sudden you don't get paid from the warranty people thinking right. for and some that's technicality. Where, exactly. And that's where probably the perception to the customer is that, hey, they're dragging their feet on this, trying to make sure that uh, they're telling me the correct information. Why can't they just tell me it's warranty? Well, there's a lot of stuff to do on our end to make sure that just if that customer, the owner of the truck, was paying the bill, he would want us to communicate with him get approval from him to, to do certain items, warranty is the same way. Some of it we know up front that they'll take care of it. Sometimes we have to reach out to them and find out. The other thing is that there's service providers have discretionary funds, their their facility to take care of things on the spot. We don't. Oh, yeah? That's, you know, if I, like me, if I choose to take care of some charges on something, we absorb that as a company, not a warranty. That's not a warranty we can turn around and file. Okay. Now, if it's sometimes a situation will come up where I'm able to reach out to the factory and get some help on something for a customer. So I'm sure the perception is that. But again, it, it gets right back down to the most common perception is that it's a choice of. Almost like, do we like you or not? <laughs> we give you warranty. Yeah, that's not the case. It's not. It's not. I uh, guess that takes some time, doesn't it? What's the turnaround? I mean, because I'm sitting here waiting for you to find out if it's covered or you're dealing with the warranty people, and I'm sitting here waiting to see, you know, nobody's working on my truck, and mm -hmm. I'm waiting to see if it's covered under warranty or not. Yeah. What's the turnaround time? Is that pretty much, I mean, that same day? Typically. Unless it's a complex problem. If you run into a situation where you've got, uh, say, an oil consumption issue, it's a lot more involved and get data together for them to make a decision on something like that. Or if you have a catastrophic engine failure, sometimes you have to completely disassemble it to get a root cause. Mm. Then you have to get repair records, service records, all that, that, that type of stuff. But the typical thing as far as trying to figure out if it's a warranty or not usually happens that day. Okay, cool. So what are some typical or what some tips, maybe advice to give these guys out there that are buying trucks, have their own trucks, maybe be a first-time owner-operator? What's mm -hmm. some advice you would give them about warranties? On new and used. Okay. On uh, new, I would uh, try to look at it and figure out how, how long do I want to keep this truck and then try to put a business plan together in your head as far as what the warranty is going to cost me if I factor that into it. Can I afford that versus taking a chance on not having any extended warranty on, you know, Dating myself again, but in the old days, you did rods and mains at 250, overhauled at 500,000. You could, hey, I'm going to put a starter on this thing, a water pump, a few things, your tires, fuel, all that stuff. That was stuff that you had historical data from running trucks that you could put to pencil to paper and say, get pretty close to, I think this is what it's going to cost me. Those days are gone. Okay. Now you've got electronics failing. And you've got electronics causing other electronics to fail. After treatment systems, all that stuff that there, the historical data doesn't mean anything for the most part, 
because the failures we see are so complex. So without having that extended warranty, you're really, it's not a matter of if it's going to happen, it's when it's going to happen. So first off, that's, that, that would be my suggestion on that. After treatment warranty, definitely, you know, that stuff is just, that, that eats everybody alive, especially on a used product, if you can get that on there, because you don't know the repair history on a vehicle. As far as aftermarket warranties, yes. Are you better off with them? Yes. You know, it might, if the bill's 8000 if it pays 4000 <laughs> that's 4000 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I know nobody wants to face a $4,000 bill, but you certainly don't want to face an face a $8,000 bill if you can face a 4000 So, yes, the warranties are worth it just because of the complexity of the equipment that you're dealing with now and the susceptibility to failures, you know. I mean, now, heck, a lightning strike can close enough to a vehicle can wipe out the electronics on it, you know? So then you take that and then you say, okay, man, I bought this warranty. I'm driving down the road. My check engine light comes on. I go to a dealership. Okay. You know, if you haven't partnered up with anybody, if you don't have a service provider you trust, then my recommendation is to go in there, give them all the information you can as far as the symptoms that you've had on it. Explain to them, you know, that you're an owner-operator, okay? I'm a businessman. That, that, that's the way they need to present themselves. Yeah, this is a tool. This is my main tool I got to have to make it, this business run. Right, and... the. I'm coming in here and I want to give you any information you need to get my truck back on the road as fast as you can. And I want you to take care of every bit of warranty that you can for. Okay. Now you've got warranties out there. There may be a, there's some warranties where the component might be just a hypothetical, might have a hundred thousand mile warranty on it. Where it comes in, you apply the warranty on it. Say it's got 150000 on it. There's some components on there. It might be a fan hub. It might be a seat where if you contact the vendor that makes that particular component directly, us being the service provider, they might provide parts. They might not participate in the labor, but they might provide parts. So you, you need to express those concerns to the service provider and say, look, I will give you whatever data you need. Ask me whatever questions you want. I want to make sure before I leave that we haven't left any stone unturned as far as trying to get me any warranty I got, any legitimate warranty I got coming. Okay. That's what the service provider needs in order to help you. Because if you've, if you come in and you've got a sensor failure, they don't know the history on the truck, hadn't been in our system, you may have had other system failures sensor failures up the road, okay? And, you know, instead of just saying, hey, this thing won't stay running, I'm sick of it. And, okay, let me tell you what's going on. Okay, I was in Albuquerque and this happened. And then, you know, a few months later, I was in Tucumcari, New Mexico, and this happened. Both times they replaced these sensors. You think we got something going on here? Try to partner up with them as far as information sharing. That translates into dollars by you're giving them more information to present to the aftermarket warranty people and say look here's what we got going on here but you think most service providers actually listen to the driver i mean i would think they would because in my mind i'm thinking because man i can hear everything in my truck in my vehicles i can hear i don't know i've always done that my wife thinks i'm nuts and I, and over obsessed about it, but I can hear when something's not right. I almost right. feel something. And I, I know these owner operators that drive these trucks every day, especially many miles as they put on them, they can tell whether it's a, a feel in the wheel, whether it's a sound that don't sound just right or something that, you know, when they're pressing the accelerator or shifting gears, they know something is wrong. So I would think they would, they might not know what the problem is, but like you said, if they'll 
try to explain themselves. And if the service provider accepts their, right. receives their information, you know, legitimately, you know, and not somebody that says, don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. We'll find it. You know I mean? The guy, I see what you're saying about dealing with the customer. He's the guy owns a truck. He's going to have some pretty good knowledge. I mean, he is and gets down to people. You know, it's kind of like going to a doctor with either a good bedside manner or a bad one. You know, you've gone to the doctor, and he really doesn't want to hear what you're saying. He's already predetermined what's going on with you, and you're not comfortable with that. Or you've got some that are very involved and ask you a lot of questions. And it's the same way. It's the exact same way on there. You, you know, we do, where I work, we do upwards of 12,000 repairs a year. Wow. So... That's a lot of interacting <laughs> with people of various degrees. Some guys don't want to. We, you know, as a service provider, it's not all owner operators. As a service provider, sometimes it's dealing with a driver that drives for another company that has a very sophisticated breakdown department and maintenance department that is already asked all those questions, given all those answers, already has a predetermined route they want us to take, you know. So unless that, I mean, that owner-offer comes in and kind of identifies himself as, I'm not that guy, okay? <laughs> I, I know what engine's in my truck, <laughs> and I want to take care of my truck, and I, I want to be a part of this process that you're about to do, okay? I want to work with That's you. That's a great this, way to put it right there. You know, because yeah, some guys come in, and I get it. I get it, man. They're frustrated. You know, that truck is broke down again mm. and they're frustrated and they're upset and they come in and people get off on the wrong foot. You oh know? yeah. And that doesn't help a situation when you're trying to have someone interact with you if there's anger involved. So, you know, we try to teach our people to try to defuse those situations because it'd be just like me. You know, if I drive home this evening and pull in the driveway and somebody meets me at my truck and says, I need your keys, we got to work on your house, and you can't go in. And Well, by the way, give me the keys to your truck, too. And I think there's McDonald's a few miles away if you want to go spend some time there. That's what we're doing to these people. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Know? So Yeah, that don't go over well. No, it don't. Dear. I mean, no, they don't want to be there to begin with. And I certainly don't want to be there in in that context and then spend money for it. Right? <laughs> yeah. so, so it's... It, you know, if the service provider is not in tune to that, then you have to ask yourself, just like me. Do I want to be at this place? That, that and, that and, do I want to take the high road for a minute here and get this guy to listen to me? You know, because I've had that conversation with some owner operators before where I've, I've had them come in and they kind of want to go, wait a minute, Mike, let me tell you about myself. I've been doing this a long time and I know my truck and they do know their business. That takes them to a whole different level with me. Yeah. You know, I'm dealing with professional there and they need, if they identify themselves with that, man, that makes it so much easier to ask the questions. Cause a lot of times if you ask technical questions of people that are not familiar with the product, they're not familiar with the truck. They're, they're feeling a little bit overwhelmed with it. Then it comes across as condescending. Yeah. You know, so you, there's a really just about a three minute opportunity to get on the same page with each other when they first come in, you know, it's a critical just, time. It right is. There. It is. And so whose burden is that? Is it the owner operator's burden to, to create that situation? Is it the service provider's burden? It's their both. It's both human beings sitting down. And yeah. Home. But it's. It, it, the owner operator, it's an opportunity for him to initiate it because as a service provider, you're dealing with it every day. Right. It's your job. I'm coming in every day as an owner operator. They're not dealing with warranty right. every day. So that's a good tip. I think that's good advice is to come into this with a helping attitude, mm -hmm. you know, to I'll give you all the good the information I have to try to help this, you know this be covered under warranty instead of just waiting for the bad news, you know, I bet right. they don't cover it. I'm going to be mad if they don't, I'm, you know, try to be on, I see what you're saying with that, because that's a good idea of coming into it like that. I mean, well, if they can 
you know, you're going to have to do two things there. You're going to have to understand it from a technical perspective, and you're going to have to accept the financial portion of it. And a lot of times people try to get the cart before the horse there. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what's wrong with it, but I, I need to know right now, is this going to cost me any money? And that's not a, a realistic expectation. You know, if we can take money out of the equation for just a minute, with, right. you know, and say, look, let's do this. I'm not, let me have an hour or two on this truck to get you some information where you can make an informed decision. That uh, Let's not get caught up about the finances yet. I know that's critical. I know that's critical. But it, it, we can't give you a legitimate answer right now on that. But what we can do, here's what we can do. We can figure out what's going on and get closer to giving you that. You know, I just uh, thought of this while we're talking. This is not in our notes or anything. Can they get out of a warranty? Like if I don't, I buy a warranty and I realize maybe I don't like, you know, uh-oh, I look at the reviews or, there, or something, and I don't, I don't want this warranty anymore. I don't need it anymore, or I sold the truck, right. you know, and I still had warranty. Can I get reimbursed for any of that? I don't know, depending on, like I said, there's about a half a dozen different aftermarket warranties out there, so I don't know. It depends on what their fine print is on the thing. And does that aftermarket, does it transfer? Again, uh, on-, on the deal. So my recommendation on all the stuff that goes into guys' heads, and I know nobody's got a crystal ball, but the time to learn about it or find a service provider that you trust, not necessarily that you're going to take your stuff to that day, but some a lifeline that you can call is not when a truck breaks down. Okay? It's not when a truck breaks down. If you're out there driving around and you're thinking about warranty and you don't understand warranty, Whoever your service provider is, call them. If you don't have one, find one. But shop around a little bit. Find somebody that that you can sit across from, you feel comfortable with, and they can give you the information at that time, explain the stuff to you, where it's not costing you a penny at that time. That way you don't have that hanging over your head, clouding your mind, trying to listen. (laughs) Trying to ask questions, trying to say, well, if this scenario happens, what am I looking at? Or if this scenario happens, what should I do? As opposed to, you know, this chirping in your ear about this money and you're not even able to absorb it. Yeah. And when you're buying a truck, you're so excited and they, yep. you buy these warranties and it's hard to concentrate and, and know what that is. You're just excited to get the truck. I'm ready to get the truck get going. I mean, you really need to take the time to understand warranties. You do. And, you know, again, dating myself, it used to not be that way. You know, it used to be the only time you opened the owner's manual on the truck was to figure out how to change the time on the radio twice a year, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> But now, if you don't familiarize yourself with that, it can cost you some real money. And it's not that the uh, manufacturers of the components or the whole truck, for that matter, are trying to get out of paying anything by saying, well, on page 43, paragraph B, if you'd done this, this wouldn't happen, so we can't participate. That's their avenue for getting that information to the customers to put an owner's manual in or to have a dealer network out there that's available for them to call and discuss things. Man, warranties. Who knew? <laughs> yeah. It's good stuff, though. Do you have anything else to add? Well, just, again, the thing, you know, you either get a service provider that you trust and partner up with it or learn it all yourself. Yeah. That's but, a, and that's a tough part. It is. It is. Well, I appreciate you coming over here and trying to make warranties a little bit simpler, a little bit easier to digest and understand because it is a... It's a lot of money. I know, you know, this episode about warranty, people may just roll their eyes at, but you're, we're talking about a lot of money, serious insurance that you called it earlier that people need on trucks, especially these days. 
And I think you've helped, you sure helped me understand the process and stressing to have a good service provider to help you with, you know, getting a warranty to work into your, in your advantage and, and appreciating it when it does. I'm sure warranty company don't get a lot of thank you letters, do they? Well, typically not. <laughs> typically not. <laughs> but it, it's helped me. I mean, it, and I hope it's helped our listeners understand, um, a little bit more about warranties and kind of simplify it a little bit and understand that they do need it. I got that out of it to get a, a service provider for sure and understand them a little bit. As a matter of fact, I'm going to, I'm going to get out here and I'm going to get a little bit more knowledgeable about mine on my pickup. I highly recommend it. Highly so recommend it. All right, Mike, thanks for joining me, man. I appreciate you doing it. I hope this helps our listeners out there to understand warranties that you may have. And I'll tell you, if you've got questions, you know, call me. I'll be glad to hook you up with Mike. Mike, I'm sure he'd be glad to Absolutely. answer any questions that you have about warranties. I mean, he's been doing it a long time, but he only looks 39. I don't get it. But anyway, well, that's uh, he's been <laughs> <laughs> all my wear and tears on the inside. inside. <laughs> Good stuff. Thank y'all for listening to the Oakley podcast every week. I can't say it enough how much I appreciate you. If you want to do something for me, hey, be sure and comment, subscribe, like on all those platforms that you listen to this. It makes a big difference in how we are able to reach people through YouTube. You can watch it through YouTube or you can just listen to it through different avenues or on your phone. So appreciate y'all doing it, though, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Oakley Podcast, Trucking, Business, and Family. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate or review the show in the podcast platform of your choice and share it with a friend. We love hearing from our audience, so if you've got a question, comment, or just want to say hello, head over to our website, theoakleypodcast.com, and click the Leave a Comment button. We'll get you a response soon and may even share some of the best ones here on the show. We'll be back with a fresh episode very soon. Thanks for listening.